What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome, everybody, to a special post-game edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and The Record. I'm your host, Art Stapleton. I am in one of the radio booths in the Caesars Superdome down here in New Orleans. Final score, New Orleans Saints 24, the New York Giants 6. So the party has been halted here. A stone's throw away from Bourbon Street, a couple months away from Mardi Gras, and the New York Giants' three-game losing streak, three-game winning streak is over, and the focus now turns yet again to Tankathon, and at five and nine, that's kind of where the New York Giants are at at this point. A lot to cover today, uh, but I, what I will say is. The Saints beat the Giants in every facet. And I know there's going to be a lot of feeling and a lot of talk that, well, see, all the Tommy DeVito mania is over. The fact that we're talking about Tommy DeVito mania, Tommy DeVito mania kind of speaks to how real it was. The fact that Saints players are doing the finger-purse gesture after sacks, after making plays almost like a jab at DeVito and the Giants, that shows it was real. That shows that league-wide, everybody took notice of what he was doing and what this team has done the last three weeks. Yes, you could talk about competition, but this is the NFL. Every win, a three-game winning streak, is important. The Giants... There were three other teams that had longer winning streaks than the Giants did coming to today. So, yes, I've said all along, there were two sides of the same coin. The New York Giants coin had two sides. And no matter how you flipped it and whatever conversation you wanted to go to, the reality was the Giants were... Close to the playoffs with a long shot, but also in the top 10. They never left the top 10 of projections for draft order for 2024. And that's also important to point out because I think we're such prisoners of the moment that we look, we want to know now what it is. Tommy DeVito was doing what he's doing at quarterback, getting better every week. And it was, well, you know, who's going to start next year, Daniel Jones or Tommy DeVito, knowing full well that there may be another quarterback in the mix, potentially somebody that's drafted, that changes that conversation. But we don't know how that's going to end up. That's why I kept saying, let's see where they're at in January. And... If the Giants had won all their games the rest of the season, which was completely unlikely, it was a, a pipe dream, but it was all about today. If they had gotten to 6-8 and eight and then went to Philly on Christmas, you could legitimately say that they were playing for their playoff lives. Today, 
they were playing for their playoffs lives, but they weren't completely undead. And that also goes to the theme of New Orleans. This season was dead and buried by a lot of people outside this organization, and even some inside, at 2-8 and eight when they lost to Dallas. And that was Tommy DeVito's first start. Nobody could have predicted that the Giants, when they got to New Orleans, would be one game technically out of the seventh and final wild card spot in the NFC. But that's where they were. Would they be in a better position for the draft had they lost the last three games? Sure. How much higher would they be? Not sure. Probably top four. But they're seventh right now, according to Tankathon. And there are three weeks left in the season, three games left. Don't tell me that the Giants can't get a quarterback if they want one of these quarterbacks that are in the draft. They can make a trade. They can move up. There will be enough teams that want to want to wheel and deal. Will they have to pay more than they would have had they lost these three games? Absolutely. But what you learned about some of the younger players on this team during this streak and what you saw from Tommy DeVito was that this coaching staff can coach. Yeah, they're not perfect. DeVito's not perfect. But when you look at what they did today, they, they were beaten up and down the field. Everything that clicked, all of the reasons why they had won three games in a row, failed to show themselves today. 12 takeaways during the three-game winning streak for the defense. Zero takeaways today. Tommy DeVito wasn't sacked at all against Green Bay on Monday night. That's how you beat a team that is competing for the playoffs. Today, sacked seven times, and that's a season high for the Saints. They couldn't get any rhythm going early on. DeVito, a couple really nice throws, drops. Then DeVito missed some throws. He said after the game, you know, there are two throws that he's going to take with him. One to Darius Slayton and then one to Darren Waller that he would love to have back. They couldn't get the running game going. A week ago, Carolina ran for over 200 yards against the Saints. This week, Tommy DeVito was the leading rusher. Saquon had nine nine carries, 14 yards. Look, it's hard to blame Saquon completely. I mean, this offensive line got its teeth kicked in, which is how Darren Waller put it. Justin Pugh, first thing he said after the game, this is my worst game of the season by far. Put it on me. Pugh was terrible. The offensive line in general was not good. They allowed the Saints to rough up DeVito early, to throw up the finger purse gesture kind of in DeVito's face and in the face of the Giants. Pre-game, those of us who represent North Jersey, Darren Rizzi, the Saints defensive co- uh, the Saints special teams coordinator, is from Hillsdale. He's a Bergen Catholic guy. Wouldn't you know it, he's wearing a Bergen Catholic T-shirt in pregame warm-ups. After the game, the cameras on Fox captured him doing the DeVito gesture, the finger purse gesture, as the final seconds ticked off the clock. The Saints relished in the idea that they were going to throw this in the Giants' face. Were they mocking them? Maybe. But sometimes it's out of respect. That you've gotten someone's attention so much that they need to be able to say something back at you. 
And the Saints backed it up. You got to give them credit. This crowd here in pregame intros booed Derek Carr. All Derek Carr did was go out and throw three touchdown passes, complete 23 of 28 of his passes for 218 for a QB rating of 134.8. Tommy DeVito, 20 of 34 for 177. No touchdowns, no interceptions. He had 36 yards rushing. Giants overall rushing 16 attempts for 60 yards. Not good enough. The coverage on the back end for the Giants, not good enough. Adoree Jackson did not play well today. And they were targeting him. They were going after him. You could see it. Rookie A.T. Perry made a big play against Jackson. Uh, there was a mix-up in communication. I'm not sure if it was Adoree Jackson or Cordell Flott on the touchdown to Juwan Johnson. That kind of broke things open. You know, so that's where the Giants are at right now. You've got three games left. We're not talking about the playoffs right now. I know some of you didn't take the playoffs seriously, but my job is to assess things week to week, to assess where things are. And I've said all along, they were feeding two different animals. They were feeding the, we still have a glimmer of hope to make the playoffs animal, and we still have a top 10 pick in the 2024 draft animal. And right now, one of those animals was roadkill today here in the Superdome. That's the reality. Now, I asked Brian Dable before he left the podium, will Tommy DeVito be your quarterback next week? He said yes. Look, it's not going to be easy going to Philly. The Giants haven't won in Philly since 2013. Victor Cruz was the top receiver. Peyton Hillis was the top runner. Josh Brown kicked five field goals. That's the last time the Giants won in Philly. So if you were talking about how you thought the Giants were going to beat Philly, but it's because of Tommy DeVito that they're not, well, then you're just not paying attention. The idea was make the next game relevant, make it meaningful. And for three weeks, they did that. And now they head home to Jersey knowing that at 5-9, and nine, this organization as a whole is now going to have a losing record for the ninth time in 11 years. Now, that's not a slight against Joe Shane and what he's trying to build or what Brian Dable and his coaching staff has done. Those questions will be answered in January. I don't believe there's any reason to have Joe Shane and Brian Dable not come back next year. Will there be changes? Sure. Sometimes it's just a natural progression that changes are made. Sometimes you need to make changes in order to get to where you want to be. I'm sure there'll be some of those too. But the reality is, is that this is the Giants' reality now. But don't don't waste your time saying this whole thing was a myth with Tommy DeVito and how the Giants were playing. Enjoy it for what it was. And now see how DeVito builds off of this. See what the Giants do, how they attack the weaknesses that were exposed today. And see what they're going to do. I never once told you that I thought Tommy DeVito would be the starting quarterback in 2024. Could he start games? Sure. He's on the roster. He's the only healthy quarterback right now on the roster for 2024. But I also never ruled out the idea that the Giants wouldn't be in position to maybe go after a quarterback in the draft. 
Now that's on the table again. So hope in some way, shape, or form you guys have enjoyed the last couple weeks. We will obviously be all in for the rest of the year. And then in the offseason, another big offseason for Shane and Dable and the crew. But I guess we could stop talking playoffs right now and start focusing on what's going to happen over the next three weeks. Eagles on the road and then home games to the Rams and on New Year's Eve and then the finale against the Eagles at MetLife Stadium. Thanks for listening as always, and we'll be back this week. Happy holidays to you and yours, and we'll talk soon.